Welcome to another episode of the Battle Science Podcast, a Pokemon Go PvP podcast where we talk about Silphorina, Go Battle League, and generally talk about Pokemon Go. I am one of your hosts, Steven, aka Boy in the Woods, joined as always by Jesse, aka Rocket Admin J. Remotely. Yeah. Um it, like every time I go to record the podcast, I'm like, I should wear a mask, and then I'm like, no, we're remote, it doesn't matter. <laughs> So, and then you'd hear me slightly muffled from behind the mask. So, you know, that would be just weird and pointless. Um, it's going to be a lighter episode. There's uh, no crazy new meta for us to cover. Uh, so we're going to go over Silverina stuff and we're going to talk about Ultra, which has been, or uh, Ultra League and Ultra Premier League, which has been around for about a day. So there's some data, not an absolute uh i don't know insert however adjective or whatever not an absolute ton of data for us to cover but there's some nice infographics and stuff so we'll talk about that uh got a couple of pieces of news stuff and then yeah i think it's that'll be it so it'll be an episode kind of like two episodes ago um short and sweet hopefully so jesse you ready to hop into the news all right. First news topic, because this came out within the last two weeks. Pokemon Go Fest 2020, upcoming makeup event for players who purchased a ticket. So this is for everybody. Anybody that bought a Go Fest ticket gets to participate in a rerun day of day one. Uh, so August 16th, so that would be two days, the Sunday after this comes out. Um... August 16th from 11 to 2, um, we will have a makeup day. I, I guess that's, is that technically, no, that's not the entire duration because it went from, was it 10? 10 to 7, I think. 10 to 7. So this isn't a full, a full, excuse me, a full makeup, but this is. It's like um, average community hours. Yeah, which is, I mean, nothing to sneeze at. Um, what, it's three, three hours? So, yeah, pre-COVID community day hours. So, during this makeup event, some Pokemon, uh, quoting here, PokemonGoLive.com from their blog here. Uh, during the makeup event, some Pokemon featured during Pokemon Go Fest 2020 will be appearing more frequently in the wild. Note this makeup event will be available only to players who purchased a Pokemon Go 2020 ticket. So, featured are... Uh, Pokemon Go Fest 2020 Fire, Water, and Friendship Habitat Hours will be appearing no in the... Uh, huh? No battle. Yeah, no battle. So just Fire, Water, and Friendship uh, appearing in the wild. Incense will be more effective at attracting the featured Pokemon, and certain featured Pokemon will uh, appear only when attracted by Incense, so be sure to use Incense to encounter all sorts of Pokemon. There will be a special free box featuring two Incense and two Remote Raid Passes, Please note that players can claim this box only if they have fewer than three remote raid passes in their item bag. I don't quite understand that cap of three remote raid passes, but okay. It's so that people don't go out and drop $100 when they're lowered price. I think once we see things kind of go back into the normal, they're going to bring the price up on those. Interesting. Uh, gifts open during the event can contain rare candies. So that was one of the bonuses from Friendship, I believe, where if there were enough gifts that were opened, was it gifts opened? Yeah. Candy from gifts. Was it gifts opened or gifts sent? 
gifts well the reward was for gifts open right i don't remember what the 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 gift sending was the requirement okay um so that will be happening uh and then instance activated during the event will last for one hour like they usually have been so how's it going battle ram thanks for stopping by uh, so 11 a.m. to new or 11 to 11:59 is going to be the fire hour. Noon to 12:51 is going to be water, and then from 1 p.m. to I 1:59 uh, uh, is going to be the friendship, and that is at your local time uh, on August 16th within your region. So, um, I this kind of caught me off guard. I didn't expect them to do a makeup section for everyone. Um, although I definitely appreciate it. You got any thoughts, Jesse? No, just, it's nice that they're doing it. Yeah. I mean, I was happy with how we got and what we experienced. I know like in the beginning there, you were encountering some problems, but we kind of talked about that in an earlier episode. Yeah. How it could have been some sort of restraint. So that the servers wouldn't just flat out crash on us. Yeah. Yeah. Like having no idea what was going on technical side. Um, yep. Anything could have been happening of just pure overload or a legitimate um, process processes or something within the back end that that prevents too much data from coming back and forth or whatever. So um, I think them just making it global for anyone and everyone that bought a ticket uh alleviates the problem of any certain group complaining. Yeah. Yeah, everyone gets it. I think I think honestly just about everyone encountered some issues here and there. So right. this is kind of a nice little uh I don't know, we're sorry instance. Yep. Um so I wouldn't I wouldn't count on this being <sighs> I would hope, that, yeah. I would <laughs> hope that in the future they would get you know the better servers or or fix whatever uh, backend issues that have been plaguing the game for any of these larger events. Um, to be fair, though, they've done a really good job of compensating people for not only just events gone wrong, but anybody that sends them an email. I usually hear you know people complain. Oh, Niantic stole my raid pass. They stole my dollar. I want it back. And it's like, well, have you tried emailing them? Because every instance of someone emailing them, I've heard for the majority, there's been some exceptions. But if you read the emails, those those exceptions, they don't say it as nicely to Niantic. They have reimbursed people. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, once you once you get past whatever Niantic's automated service is uh, and yeah. actually talk to a, a legitimate person, um, usually you'll get you know, a response of some kind. Um, yeah. It's usually somewhat positive at least. So um, unless you get the copy paste answer, like I get <laughs> the robo. Yeah. The robo answer. <laughs> All righty. So remember that's Sunday from 11 to two. Uh, go catch some more Pokemon. Um, if you bought a ticket, if you y- didn't, yeah. If you got a, if you bought a nothing ticket, to see here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of what spawns in that time frame that I'm going to look out for. Uh, Heatmore will be one of the incense ones, probably. Yes. Ooh. Same with Marowak. If Weather Boost isn't around, I'm going to be looking for a Great League uh, Chandelure. 
Um, what else do we have? Because uh, I got the candy for it now. Togetic will be there. Chansey will be there. Yes. Snorlax will be there. That'll be great. Uh, water. I could always go for a shiny tentacle. I yeah, because you don't have that one yet. Uh, trying to think if anything else crazy was in water, and I don't think so. Ooh, uh, it's not really relevant, but um, Slowpoke. I might catch some more yep. Slowpoke. So that might be one we see. I don't know if we'll see it in a community day, but we might see it in one of the like incense days yep. or something. Um, that they actually finally dropped the shiny for it. That would actually be interesting now that I'm thinking about it, doing an incense day of Slowpoke. Uh, so every other hour it's Slowpoke, and then the other hour is Galarian Slowpoke. That would be interesting. Because yeah. it is a different type. So, it, I mean, it would then be Water, which we've already seen featured in a uh, Incense uh, hour. Well, we had mm-hmm. Water and Dark earlier. But if we had right. Water and Poison, or I guess Slowpoke evolves into... No, is it Psychic? Yeah, both Slow King and Slow Bro are Psychic. Okay, so then it could be Psychic and Poison, which would be interesting. Well, no, so regular Slowpoke evolves into either Slow King or Slow Bro, which are uh-huh. Water Psychic. Yep. Galarian Slowpoke is Water Poison and evolves into a Water Slow Bro, right. Water Poison. Gosh. Right. Words. So then, so yeah, so have one hour be Psychic and be the Cantonian Slowpoke. And then the other hour be poison and be Galarian Slowpoke. I guess the only sort of issue with that is we haven't seen what Slow King's Galarian form is, and we won't see what that is until the what, around, Crown Tundra expansion. Yeah, around December-ish. So, or potentially later if it gets delayed, along with a ton of other games have been. Um, yeah, me and the roommate were actually talking about that last night. It's like what are we expecting for the holidays? Cause we haven't heard much from most of the game companies. Yeah. I, we just heard today that, um, Halo's getting delayed till Halo infinite's getting delayed till 2021. Um, oh. the console manufacturers, the major console manufacturers are still going through with, uh, holiday releases of, uh, yeah. the PS five and Xbox series X. So, um, and then whatever Nintendo is doing with the Nintendo Switch, I have no idea. No one knows. No, no one knows. Um, or no, we're getting a. I mean, so this is something my roommate pointed out. Also, this is the 35th anniversary for Mario. Right. There were some uh, rumors and leaks on remakes of classic Mario games coming to Switch, but we've heard absolutely nothing about it. So and then next year is the 35 year anniversary of Zelda and there was just a something a legal issue basically a license for something for Macarena of Time. Ooh, interesting. Very interesting. We did get a this the teaser trailer for Breath of the Wild 2 last year two at 2 years e- ago. 2 years ago or was it last year at E3? Yep, it was 2 years. Okay. So that's probably People are speculating it's 2021, so it's it's still one of those things. If Nintendo has been incredibly quiet, um, did uh, did Pokemon Snap get a release? They didn't put a date. Oh, come on, guys! Uh, I I mean, put up put holiday on it, and people are gonna buy it. Oh yeah. So, um, maybe at some point we see a Pokemon crossover with Animal Crossing, and that might actually bring me back into Animal Crossing. I'd be down for that. All right, 
Next up on our news stuff, uh, as probably many people are aware, um, we just ended Dragon Week uh, last God, f- four four days ago, four or five days ago, um, and uh, 7K Eggs and Dino uh, did not, there, there was no correlation, or I mean there was some. Um, there was, there's some, some talks and controversy, I guess is one way to put it. Um, I don't know. I don't think the Silf Road, I don't think the Silf Road still has the hatch percentage from, um, the event, the dragon event. Um, but when I, ch- we, I checked like midway through the dragon week and they had hatched zero out of, what was it? Two, 300 eggs. Um, excuse me. Um, and then towards the end they had hatched only a few, um, battle Ram, you are incredibly lucky battle Ram saying he's got out of, uh, 18 hatches. He got one Dino, um, I didn't go crazy on it. Um, let's see. Go fast 2020 shiny rates. Uh, okay. They don't have an article on their main page. And I think their egg pools are all older stuff. Um, yep. Their egg pool is from uh, the Enigma event. So um, I'm going to kind of go over what game press's article here um the dragon weeks 7k egg controversy posted on august 2nd by uh brian tien um or last updated august 2nd so uh let's see here uh i'm just gonna read verbatim uh, the end of GoFest 2020 brought about what it, uh, what is, for many of us, a new and potentially exciting event, Dragon Week. For this special week, we are given the chance to catch many different species of rare Pokemon, including the rare Gibble, the chance uh, to once again fight and capture Rayquaza, Rayquaza, uh, potato, potato, um, a new research line with a chance to catch two individual Dino and the chance to incubate eggs for more chances at both Gibble and Dino. To compound this, Dino and its family have finally been reached as shiny Pokemon. However, players are discovering that this week is not entirely as it seems. Many players have been doing their best to hatch out of the two rarest Pokemon of the event, and the results have been less than exciting. Um, let's see. So, at uh, Ram Rabbit Pogo, uh, so Cody Miles, if, uh, if you're not aware, he's all over the place i believe he's go stadium staff uh and then works as mod uh as a moderator for a number of uh pogo twitch streamers uh and is overall just like i think he's just got his fingers in a bunch of pies so um and that's not a bad thing uh he tweets uh this is ridiculous uh hatching maximum 7k eggs every day since dragon week started not a single dino much less a shiny we unlocked a reward that is near impossible to claim. These rates really need to be addressed when it comes to egg events. So um, Game Press here has a little chart thing. Uh, Dragon Week Day 1 egg results from almost 200 eggs. Uh, Bagon hatched 39. Dratini hatched 21. Horsey at 48. As we go down the list, total hatches uh, 182. Dragon hatches 60. Zero Dino and zero Gibble. 
Um, so let's see. Or this is somebody from uh was it short hair ninety four from the Silk Road Reddit. Um with the context, my extended family and I always keep track of uh, our event egg hatches. We hatched approximately 182 event eggs from 13 accounts, and here are our results. So the results is 182 hatched eggs, zero Dino and zero Gibble. So I the percentage of that is, I mean, it's a zero percentage here. Um, down here at the bottom of the article, as of right now, the general consensus seems to be that Gibble and Dino, the spotlight egg hatches from this event, seem to have a roughly 0.5 chance of hatching from 7k eggs. To put this in perspective, that is an, an expected 30,000 coin average cost to hatch either of these Pokemon using only basic 150 coin incubators. In order to purchase, the, purchase that many coins, it would cost over $200, assuming that you purchase the $99.99 14,500 coin bundle. And this isn't even mentioning the walking requirement to hatch this many eggs. Um, oh gosh, this keeps going. Um, so scrolling down, they talk about um, stats and uh, or hatched Pokemon's stats uh, and the percentage of um, or hatch hatch rates as sort of loot boxes um and that was kind of the biggest um talking point throughout i think the last uh weekend and throughout the la the end of that event um was our pokemon go egg and egg hatches considered loot boxes um it's a whole conversation and uh especially um the sort of back and forth between the Pokemon Professor Network uh, on Twitter and a good chunk of um, a, a, a community of people that play Pogo on Twitter um, had a back and forth as far as is this how how bad is this within context I guess um, Do they legally, are they legally obligated to give us the numbers are they le yeah is Niantic legally obligated to give us the hatch rates as um u.s law i'm okay i'm not a lawyer i'm kind of shooting from the hip here so if i get something wrong um if i get something egregiously wrong let me know um but don't also don't take my my words as fact i believe the u.s doesn't actually have any laws against loot boxes as gambling but uh the eu at least uh the european union union certainly does um, and Pokemon Go is certainly not a North American-only game. Uh, it is a mobile game played by people all across the world. Um, so um, there are laws against uh, loot boxes as they pertain to gambling. Um, so one of the stipulations is that um, to basically... I, how do I phrase this? To demystify the what is within each quote unquote loot box or uh, I honestly loot box is probably the most generic term and best term for it. Um, the odds for what are in each box need to be published. So within the game, there needs to be an easy way to look and say, or look and see, okay, this particular loot box that I have either acquired or I'm going to acquire. I think you have to, 
I think you have to see the odds before you get it or have to be in, able to see the odds. In, in Europe. Yes. Um, so the function is if, um, if you are going to acquire a loot box, you have to see what is in the loot box and what is the percentage chance or the st- statistical chance of you getting that, from that, that item. item. Um, so um, I'm going to go back to Fate Grand Order as an example because I play that game too much. Uh, and it also has, it is a gotcha game with quote unquote loot boxes. Um, so there is a, a sub menu when you go to uh, roll in the gotcha. The gotcha is basically you just, uh, you get a 10, a 10 draw of items or whatever. Um, and so it for pulls those from when a, you say gotcha, that think, are you talking about the wristband for Pogo? Gotcha is a term used in gaming when it comes to loot boxes. Yes. So uh, there's a history to gotcha. It's the, um, uh, do you remember like going to like, um, restaurants and diners and there's the little like you insert a couple of quarters and you can spin the wheel and it uh pops out a little um egg thing and a little toys inside Mm -hmm. so that is a um in japan those are uh called uh gachapon i believe um and those are rather than like here in america and in, in in the u.s um those machines are usually like clear so you can see what's in them um, mm-hmm. in Japan, it shows like, here's what's, you know, there's a little picture on it, but what's within the machine and stuff is all like covered by paper or whatever. So you can't see, you know, what items you're getting. It's, it's a random roll basically. So, uh, gotcha is a, uh, term referencing that within, uh, games and stuff. So, um, within gotcha games, they put a little sub menu when you before you you know roll to get whatever items. Um, there's a little sub menu you can click on to check to see what is within this pool, what is within the pool of items I can get, and what is the percentage chance of each item for me to get. So a high rank item can have a one percent or a point one percent chance, but I know it has a point one percent chance before I. Um, roll to get particular items. So because it demystifies the percentage chance, I know I know there's a high chance that I won't get it, and so I can make the conscious decision that says, I don't want to roll for this. I don't want to spend my items, or I don't want to spend money to get this because the chance of getting this is so slim. Um, so what people are... That's, that's basically one of the requirements within EU law, to, to my knowledge, is to have submenu with data of like let's say within 7k eggs there needs to be maybe in the the egg menu or in the news tab you, or something uh, can you pop back over to self real quick in those egg rates uh yes um so this is data brought up by the self road it's not necessarily official it's just what their researchers have found yeah this would be a sub menu for 7Ks right now when you hatch them. Yes. For this event. So um, we're looking at Silf Road, thesilfroad.com slash egg dash distances. If you uh, are listening to the audio podcast and want to get a visual. Um, so it shows the 7K eggs uh, Staryu, Cleffa, Igglybuff, Beldum, Lunatone, uh, El- I LGM. LGM, and Solrock. So it shows these are the Pokemon that are within the 7K eggs. Uh, it also has, Silf Road has a rough estimate 
Um, but within Pokemon Go, if they were to implement a menu or a graphic like this, they would have to put the exact percentages. So it would be Staryu at 20%, Cleffa at 15%, Igglybuff at 15%, Beldum at 15%, Lunatone at 15%, Elgium at 10%, and Solrock at 15%. So that way you know, hey, I want to get, say, a Beldum from an egg. I know that there's a 15% chance anytime I get a 7k egg from this event, I get Beldum. So then I know, I, yes, I'm going to go for 7k eggs and I'm going to spend money on incubators or I'm going to use the incubators I have. So that's One kind of... One thing I know a lot of people don't seem to realize is that's not a stacking number. That's every time you hatch an egg, it's a 15%. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure the numbers I just rattled off, let's see, 20, uh, 30, so that's 50, another 30, so that's 50. So good example, Staryu is listed at almost 20%. That means if you were to hatch 10 eggs, you have at least four, one in four odds that one of those is going to be a Staryu. Yeah. Yeah, so that that kind of uh, the... The thought is that kind of number in this sort of data needs to be within the game because if you're if if the odds of hatching a Dino within Dragon Week were going to be 0.5% or 1%, <laughs> like you need to know so that people especially kids, so it's it's um the one of the thoughts is that the the like gotcha mechanics and loot box mechanics are incredibly predatory towards um kids um kids and anyone with addictive tendencies because it is basically gambling because you don't know the odds. You just keep pulling the lever on the slot machine and you're like, I'll get it this time. I'll get it this. Oh, I ran out of money. Let me just throw some more money in. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it this time. Just keep pulling the the lever. So, um, the thought is to, the, the, the reasoning behind is to put the odds in there. Um, so that your players can see, hey, the odds to get a Dino are absolute garbage. Don't even try. Unless you absolutely want to farm for it and you want to sh- throw tons of money in, don't mm-hmm. worry about it. It will come back in another event. You know you don't have to worry about it. Um, but from a business perspective, they don't want to release that information because it will prevent people from spending money. Yes and yes and no. So you would be correct in that, hey, Dino, it's it, that's, that's one of the arguments of... Um, hey, you specifically said Dino is going to be in 7K eggs and Dino has a chance to be shiny. Um, and yet its hatch percentage is so small, this feels incredibly predatory because people are going out of their way to try and get these. Um, it, it feels incredibly predatory. It, who knows? Maybe Niantic's thought was, hey, we're just going to get a bunch of money from this. Maybe it's hey, we want this, we're going to put this in the game, but just like how Gibble was rare to begin with, we want to make Dino that rare too. Um, it's. I mean, it, Gibble was incredibly rare when it first came out. Right. And I think it was like, what, four or five months later, they put it as a raid during GoFest, and we couldn't find a lobby where there wasn't people willing to do a Gibble raid. Right. I think I think Gibble's, Gibble's spawns weren't uh, at all impressive until... So Gibble was around in like one event in January. That sounds right. It had reasonable spawns because we were in Portland that weekend for the Portland Mega. Um, And then it was in the wild incredibly rare until GoFest where it comes out. It's everywhere. 
And then during Dragon Week, it was a rare spawn, but it wasn't like a super rare spawn. Um, and I think because everybody spent so much doing the raids because they were afraid of FOMO that when it came out again during Dragon Week, people were like, uh, it's there. We'll get it if it's in our travel path. Yeah. So, you know, now at this point, Gibble's not that that super high standard as far as what everyone wants to get. And Dino is now is now in Gibble's spot. And so maybe the thought process was, hey, we want to make Dino that sort of like cash grab. Nah, like we want to make Dino that super special, that secret rare that, that not many people have. months as a raid two boss, I'm going to come back to this recording. I, I, I highly doubt it. They're going to do what they did with Gibble because Gibble was around for Gibble's been around for like a year, if not two or year, year and a half of being incredibly rare. And then within the last six months, it was, it's been a bit more common. (laughs) Well, within the last month, it's been incredibly common. But uh, especially in like January, February, where it came out during that, I think it was a Sinnoh event. Um, it was a bit more, a uh, bit more common. So <clears throat> I think, I think, I think we'll see Dino be that really rare Pokemon for a while. Um, it, it might get put in the spawn pools as far as a, a wild spawn um, at some point, And then it'll be like that super rare, um, that, that SSR or super secret rare pokemon spawn um for a while until it comes out with you know a what region I mean, is it in Yuva? does get a mega but dino does not yeah that mean uh that's that's another good point of uh we were looking looking at spawns of go fest and a lot of featured pokemon have megas so his shiny came out in february yeah, yeah, yeah. D- um gibble's shiny came out in february with the unova event i believe so um or was it Unova or is it... No, it's Sinnoh. It's a Sinnoh region. Mm-hmm. Um, so then Dino, whenever we get another Unova, a featured event, because in, what, a week and a half, we're going to get the Unova event? Less That's than a Friday. Less than a week. Yeah. We're going to get a Unova event, and I cannot imagine that they're going to put Dino in the wild then. And I've, in fact, I think they've already stated that it won't, so... um. All right, I think we went like super roundabout here, but like, so the TLDR is some people are upset they didn't hatch a shiny Dino and they spent a lot of money doing so. Yes, uh, and per laws within the EU and all of that stuff, um, uh, legally, it, it's it it's another kind of gray area, unfortunately, because Niantic gives you a free incubator that never goes away, um. <clears throat> Like, there's, like, kind of a loophole in which, like, they, they might not technically have to put out the rates of eggs because you don't have to spend money. You can just use the free the free incubator. Um, I don't know the particulars on that. I was reading. I, it was a, I think it was a Reddit thread. It might have been a couple of comments. So, again, don't quote me on that one. <clears throat> if you guys know for sure, let us know. Tweet at us. Battle at battle underscore science. Um, let us know correct us um yeah i uh, i really want the odds to be honest within the game legally so that's that's i was reading an interesting comment that someone said in one of pokemon go's twitter posts and they said the same people that want the stats are the same people that they set the value for those pokemon yeah because they're willing to farm it so much 
the the need to have those and be able to use them as trade bait, if you will, they are more or less set the value of them. The people the that are willing to farm like when shinies come out. Yeah. If if you, like I know we've had events in the past where they put out a shiny or something and it's stupid limited. And then when people, when the event ends, people are willing to actually pay physical money for that shiny, which you should, because shouldn't. they weren't able to get it during the game, which you shouldn't and do the people that right. But <laughs> the people that farmed and hashed all these eggs and got all these extra have alt accounts to increase their chances to find those can turn around and make a profit off them. And yeah. that's the people that are complaining about the numbers that didn't get what they want. I don't think so. I don't think so, because I I don't. I don't do that. I play incredibly casually, but I'd like to see the stats there. I think there's there is a a Venn diagram of a percentage of people that overlap, but I don't I don't think that that's entirely the case. So um, I think. Okay. Yeah, I I don't. It it feels it feels scummy. It's like uh, wiping your finger on the inside of an aquarium that hasn't been cleaned in a while. It's that feeling. Um, I might have given people shivers because I'm like half shivering myself. God, I don't like that feeling. Um, but I guess that's the point. It's scummy. Uh, all right. That is the news roundup as of what we have. Uh, we're going to launch into the meta analysis portion of the podcast. Um, I am, uh, for, for your information as well, Jesse, I am so very close uh, to finishing the bumpers for the segments. So. Um, and I keep going back and forth as far as doing a bumper for the community question. I have no idea. Like, my brain doesn't have any ideas for that one. Um, but it is a consistent... It will be a consistent segment, so... I don't know. Um, I'm so very close. I will send you work in progresses here in the next day or so. And we should have them by... Uh, we should have them for the next episode, so... God, that's cool. They're cool. Sounds so good. I was putting putting this stuff together, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's so solid. It's coming together so good." So, um, on to the meta analysis. Uh, I always think of it and think of uh the inappropriate word that begins in analysis. You can't spell analysis without insert phallic phrase here. Um, Uranus. Um. <laughs> Um, I can't not think about that. And it's, it, that bothers me. Uh, August, we're in August. A time exists and yet it doesn't. Um, <laughs> we're in August and we're doing a mirror cup of sorts. It's interesting that they're not calling it mirror cup. They're not like not calling it mirror cup 2.0, but they're like calling it, uh, August revisit or something. What are they calling it? August 2020 themes on self arena's uh, website. So uh, ferocious, sinister, 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 timeless and sorceress. We got some stuff. We got some updates. We got some talks about it. So we're going to start with ferocious. Um, oh, wait, what? Ferocious. That's. Uh, why didn't I pay attention to Ferocious's new Pokemon available? So the things that they're banning are Umbreon and Zangoose and Shadows. Uh, all of these have Shadows. Except Sorceress. Except Sorceress. Sorceress has Shadows. We'll get to that. Um, Ferocious has Umbreon, Zangoose, and Shadows banned. Uh, Umbreon was like the linchpin of Ferocious when it first came around. So I'm a bit excited to see that show up. 
Um, things that are now allowed within Sorceress because things have shifted. Uh, Alolan... Oh, goodness. Not Zangus. Alolan Lanoon. Uh, or no, Galarian. Galarian Lanoon. Galarian <laughs> Meowth. Or is that Perserker? Perserker. Perserker. So Perserker's in. Beartech is in. And then we have Flyers, which normally wouldn't be allowed because Ferocious was what? Four-legged? Land animals. So we have the flyers Aerodactyl, Articuno, um, Moltres, Zapdos, Lugia, Ho-Oh, and then Salamance are all eligible. Um, so I'm going to look over here at GamePress's original Ferocious Cup meta simplified uh, and see Eradicate is not going to hold its own up in the top here. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> um Oh, good heavens. I am just going to spitball this because I don't know. I feel like... Nah, A9Tails doesn't have the performance to beat out the Flyers all that much. Um, I mean, most of them will be super weak to Ninetales other than Articuno and Moltres. Yeah. I mean, even Articuno will still take neutral. Uh-huh. Uh, that's super effective. Ice doesn't resist ice there's a bunch of ground so the interesting thing with ferocious is that there's a bunch of ground there's some poisons and then there's some really good waters so suicune vaporeon and bidoof were all is it bidoof or no be barrel by barrel by uh, by barrel were all like really high performers within ferocious cup originally um i don't see those going away necessarily um I, I mean, I what don't... replaces Umbreon? Because Umbreon is one of the pivots for that cup. Honestly, I think a flyer might fit. Yeah. Um, just because there's that many... Excuse me. I think there's that many flyers that are um, relevant. Uh, maybe Steel? If if A9Tails and... Oh, uh, goodness gracious. My brain ain't working. What's the other... It's the... Dark Fairy, the pug. Dark. Um, huh? Gramble. Gramble. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, if it's a- just fairy. Yeah. If if a nine tails. Sorry, I think because it's got um, snarl. Snarl. Um, yeah. If a nine tails and Gramble are performing as, you know, pretty reasonable fairies, I think you're going to see steel be a bit more common. Yeah. Um, and then your fire types maybe a little bit more, but to be honest, and then there's like no fighting really. I think there's a couple of pseudo fighters, but you really don't see it a whole lot. Yeah. So, yeah, I think flyers. Terrakion's a new addition, but I don't think anyone has one low enough. Terrakion, Cobalion. Cobalion was one of those ones where you had to have the one in one million i think like zeros across the board yeah i don't think any of those are eligible within ferocious the great league yeah because ferocious well yeah i don't think any of them are eligible within great league but i don't think any of them are available within ferocious because ferocious was the whitelisted so okay um they they put the whitelist under the banner of four-legged land mammals land ba- land based beast like species um it was but one it was, of the most interesting cups to come back into yeah but it was <laughs> particularly sure. um it was particularly like whitelist so we had sinister to kick it off which was back to normal typing uh-huh 
type uh, psychic ghost steel and fighting, I believe. That sounds right. But then we get to Ferocious in the next month, and like, hey, look at this new theme, and everybody's like, what? What? Yeah, I think um, I think your flyers might be a bit more are going to be a bit more relevant, and then on top of that, anything with a good solid rock move, uh, rock move or ice move. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess run double flyer if you want to run one of the. Um, well, I'm just saying, just rock on him. Right. Well, yeah. Um, if you want to run one of the legendary birds. Um, Bear tick too. Even with that powdered snow rework, is going to be scary. That's true. That's right. I was confused. I didn't think powdered snow did get a rework. So then a nine tails also would be a better a performer better. too. Yeah. Did we get an electric rework since ferocious? Would that make? Uh... I mean, the wild charge got a rework. I don't know if that changes Raichu and Alolan Raichu that much. Hmm. Hmm. And I don't think Salamence does. Do you think Salamence really changes this meta all that much? I mean, the dragon adds a few more resistances. But in Great League PvP, I, I don't think it performs. I've never heard anyone. I've never be used it. To use it. So <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's ever been. I don't think it's ever performed well enough for anyone to really use it. So um, it's added within here, but um, I don't. Th I don't think it perform. I don't. I can't it's imagine it performs well. It's a closer, enough. if anything. Yeah, and it's going to be double weak to ice. So, Bear Tick or A9 Tails or any of your other ices are going to absolutely freak it. So, uh, okay. The one that a lot of people, from what I can tell, are very much uh, more interested in Sinister Cup. So, Sinister adds uh, a couple of things and removes a couple of things as well. Or, like, a thing, I think. Um, so, Sinister adds... Oh. Shiftry. Shiftry, thank you. Do you want to read these? Shiftry, Murkrow, Honchkrow, Crawdaunt, and Sharpedo. While taking out Driftblim, Galarians, Legendaries, Mystics, Mythics, and Shadows. Thank you. My, my, my brain. Um... So I am disappointed that Driftblim is gone because Driftblim was really cool, but uh, Driftblim has Icy Wind, and it performs incredibly well. And then Hex got a, a slight buff, so I guess that performs, like, really well for it. So um, what does this change? So a few more darks coming in. I think with the... With the community move on the shiftery, uh -huh. you have a bit more options for coverage. If you're going to see things like Crawdon and Sharpedo, that's a good answer. Yeah. Because it'll wall off whatever they shoot at it. Mm -hmm. And Polyrath. Uh, and Polyrath, yeah. too, yeah. Because Polyrath doesn't have a fighting fast move. Uh, it does. It does? Uh, does no, it sorry. I'm thinking it had Rock okay. Smash. Um. So yeah, that would be that's an interesting uh, addition, and actually, it's not part of any of the typing. So it's just they just it added does have it rock in. smash. It's just fourteen percent rate usage. Oh, okay, um, <laughs> yeah, shiftry is not part of any of the of available typings. So they just slotted it in as like a DLC Pokemon to this meta. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a bit of water within here, so that's it. It definitely helps. Um, 
And then there's Especially a little bit of ground too. Marowak is always prominent. Yeah, and there's a bit of ground. So that's a very interesting it's an interesting slot in. Um there's not a ton of fire. I guess Awok is going to be really common, but I don't think you'll see Awok with fire spin. I think for the most part you see it with hex. Just mm-hmm. because but of the even way. And then all of those listed above other than shift tree still resist that. Yeah. Um Crawdon and Sharpedo, from the little bit of uh, experimenting that I've done, don't perform well enough within Great League. Um, Honchkrow as well. Honchkrow, I think, a little bit performs a bit better. Um, but, like, stat-wise... Um, we did get some of the flying reworks. Like, Murkrow now has a better drill pack, and Honchkrow now has Brave Bird. Okay, so then move performance-wise, they, they're going to perform better. But I think overall, Hunchcrow and Murkrow are a bit uh, on the glassy side. Um, and then Sharpedo and Cronon, I know, are... Or Sharpedo is attack-weighted and then speed-weighted in the game, but speed doesn't matter in Pokemon Go. Uh, or in the main series game, it's speed-weighted. Um, and then Crawdon is just garbage stats, period. I've looked at it. It's uh, It's not impressive at all. Um, so their addition, their additions in the meta into this meta are interesting, I guess, but they don't scream "use me" like so at all. So is Snarl and Waterfall, Night Splash, Crab Hammer, Bubble Beam, and Vice Grip. Its key wins are against Marowak, Dusclops, and Polion. Haunter and Steelix, which are all pretty big names. Oh yeah, within the standard Sinister Cup. That's impressive. Huh. What's the um what's the win point wise? Is it close to the five hundred tie or is it For which matchup? Uh for any of those. Do you, are you look you're looking at PV Poke? Mm-hmm. So okay. it beats Marowak with uh eighty six eight hundred and sixty four win rating. That's impressive. That's just because it beats it down so quickly. Right. That is it's wow. It's just snarl and night slash. Huh. Dusclops seven twenty four and Polion six twenty one. And that's all probably just because it resists everything's fast moves. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. I would not have expected it to be it to perform. Yeah. The the inclusion of dark type within this meta because it those all of these new additions are all dark type. Mm-hmm. Um. It's an interesting addition to Sinister as like, it's just a, a nice, it's like a a seasoning of dark on top of Sinister. Um, I don't think it changes crazy things, but it's definitely, maybe you have to run a dark type now on your team. Huh. I think I might have to look back at my team. Because uh, our Sinister starts tomorrow. Uh, any other thoughts on Sinister before we move on? No. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Spicy, I guess. (laughs) Uh, let's see. So then Timeless, this is the one. Timeless and Sorceress, I, I would be surprised if anyone's running these other than just to do them for fun. Um, there, I haven't seen anyone be super eager to run these ones. Um, so Timeless's addition is uh, Sableye. Uh, Timeless removes Kingdra, uh, Snowy Cast Form, Obama Snow, and Frostlass. So it removes a couple of the Literally big... Literally anything that got reworked with 
anything powdered yeah powdered snow and then kingdra i think just because kingdra got its buff what did kingdra get in the middle did it get a buff in the middle of timeless Mm-mm. what did it get i mean octazuka got the debuff that's right octazuka got the the rework to it like in the middle of timeless like right at the very beginning um so that is a that's a that was a big change so um your big ice types are going to be uh lapras celio and i think that's it according to game press's original meta simplified dugong's allowed dugong is allowed double legacy dugong that's uh, surprisingly um but it was around then as well so yep. and it performed it was the must have on the team yep um i would imagine not a whole lot of people either one elite tms are here so you can elite tm or you just don't you're not excited to run this meta again <laughs> like me <laughs> not excited if we were going to run a timeless cup um sableye within this meta is interesting it's a pretty solid generalist I so think? it's rank 26 uh-huh. and beats all of your big ice types, Beedrill, and fire types. Interesting. That's with um, Power Gem, I assume? Uh, no, Foul Play and Shadow Sneak. Interesting. Interesting. Sableye is just that tanky. <laughs> huh. So it's going to be a, de- it's, it's an, uh, a welcome addition, I think, uh, as a pretty uh, good generalist. How do- It beats uh, Dugong, right? Double mm-hmm. Legacy Dugong? Okay then awesome. Uh, hopefully you have a Sableye already. If you're running Timeless Cup, um, I would recommend... I mean, the hard counters to Dugong are Celio, Victory Bell, and Lapras. Yes, I know the Celio-Dugong matchup very well because that was <laughs> my least favorite. Celio beats Dugong, but barely because it just has Body Slam all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you just get icy wind the entire time, um, Celio is just about dead. Less effective. <laughs> yeah, Celio becomes like very close to dead, and you can't use it as a grass counter or anything when it's as close to death as it is within mm-hmm. that straight matchup. So, um, from experience, that's not a fun one. Um, yeah, Timeless Cup. I don't think it's a ton of change, although it is definitely welcome because Timeless felt timeless felt a little bit stale there at the end um obama snow wasn't uber common but with its buffs and stuff this makes total sense to just remove it um frostless yeah frostless frostless and um snowy cast form are yeah if they were in this meta they would perform very well um so it makes sense for them to just be removed so um, your ice types get a little bit more limited, but I think overall um, the meta, I think, is a, is able to take a, a deep breath from uh, a sigh of relief from the removal of those. So, Alrighty. Jesse, do you want to cover the changes and stuff to Sorceress? So Sorceress, the cup we had literally two months ago, was an interesting mix of types. I enjoyed Sorceress. I thought it was okay. It wasn't something that I think we should cause holy fire over. But in addition to what was allowed, we have uh, 
Gallade, Snorlax, Metagross, and Galarian Lanoon being added. Mm -hmm. No bans on Shadow from what we can see on this graph. No bans on Shadow, no specific bans, no legendary bans, and no mythical bans. But I think that was also one, If correct me if I'm wrong, had a whitelist already. I think so. So the the little, um, that little gray box underneath uh, on this graphic we're looking at, I think is just sort of the key. So that's showing what icons are what. What they represent. Yeah. yeah. So I think, um, let's see. Uh, yes. So it's. A team of six unique Pokemon under 1,500 with typings below and a second charge move of 50,000 dust uh, or below. So I think that removes legendaries and mythics anyway. Um, And then... I don't know if Shadow Pokemon... I think for the last couple of months, Shadow have just been banned. Already. So they can avoid that headache. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah, I think Shadows were already banned because I don't see any references to Shadows on Game Press's original Meta Simplified. So, um, in this case, it's just additions and... Oh, Shadows cost... How many is that? 100,000 dust to second move? Or is that 10,000? So that would have carpet blanketed them. Yeah. Um, so let's look at Snorlax within this. Same with the legendaries then. Yeah, that would have, that would have banned them anyway. So, um, Snorlax's edition. God, I don't remember Sorceress Cup. Like at all. Snorlax gives it body slam. It has lick. It has earthquake and it has superpower. Munchlax is already in here, but Munchlax's biggest, biggest thing is a lick, lick into body slam. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Snorlax, so Snorlax plays the same role yeah Snorlax plays the same role but I think because it's been around with um, uh, goodness gracious go fast I think it's a bit more common uh, Gallade is an interesting one Gallade hasn't gotten changed since so then I, I can't remember what the cup was, but I ran a Gallade on it, uh-huh. and I was really impressed with it. It can run Confusion or Charm as the fast move. Yep. And then it has access to Leaf Blade, Close Combat. Uh, let me just look it up real quick, because I was really impressed with... Synchronize, because of the Community Day. Correct. Um, yeah, and I feel like it has like one more that's all right. Is it like Close Leaf Combat Blade, or something? Close Combat, Synchronize, Psychic, and Return. So, yeah, fair, a fairly solid move pool um, as far as what you're running. I don't know if Leaf Blade makes a ton of sense here. Cause there's Probably f- not so much in this cup except yeah. for an Azu counter. Yeah, as an Azu counter because I think there's enough there's enough poison flying and ice type here that it's like I, it, it maybe. I mean, the confusion makes sense against the poison and the fighting. Yeah. So, um, yes, Gallade is incredibly versatile. Um, and I think within this meta, I think it can por- per- it performs several different roles, and it adds another nice addition. Um, I'm going over my Sableye catches. I caught another Hundo tonight. Oh, you did? Nice. I wanted I'm... the shiny. No, <laughs> oh, I, I I've already got a maxed out Hundo. Nice. I haven't. I didn't catch any of them. I I avoided it. Um. I mean, other than the, looking for the shinies, that's all I was doing tonight. But... Yeah. Extra Stardust is Extra Stardust. That's true. My brain is fried enough today that I don't know if I could have functioned while doing both. 
Um, Metagross's edition. Uh, I don't. Bullet punch and Zen headbutt, which needs to be reworked. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's a good steal. It's got earthquake that hits all the dark, all the poisons. Yeah. So that performs in a. Uh, does it perform in a similar role to Dugong? Mm, no. No, because it doesn't have confusion. It does hmm. have psychic. Interesting. And then it's got Meteor Mash, which I can't imagine you're going to run it without Meteor Mash. If you are, you're a brave soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't change the meta drastically. I think just like Gallade, it's an interesting sort of addition to... Um, I do. Battle Ram. Um, it is an interesting addition that sort of spices it up, but it doesn't like overtly change the meta. Uh-huh. Um, and then looking at Galarian Lanoon... That one's an interesting one. Let's see. It's dark, normal. It's got Snarl, it right? It plays a similar role as Raticate. Uh-huh. It's, let's check out its move pool here one second. The noon. Let me change it to that. There we go. Galarian Lanoon. It has Snarl or Lick mm -hmm. for its fast moves. Body Slam, Gunk Shot, and Dig. Interesting. Body Slam, Gunk Shot, or Dig. Well, Dig's not good, so it's Body Slam and it's Gunk Shot. It's literally 75% Body Slam, uh -huh. 13 Gunk Shot, 11 Dig. Interesting. Dig would beat out some of the steals, but the steals there really is poisons. Yeah, but there's not a whole ton of it. And, I mean, Dig's it's, not great, but with Snarl, it can get to it, so... Its key wins are against Hypno, Shiftry, Umbreon, Obama Snow, and Meganium. Interesting. And Obama Snow is still eligible within this this meta so um but i think it's within the meta simplified they're classifying it as a grass type and mm -hmm. not technically as an ice type but i think it can play right. both roles here so um, but even then that's a situation where you have to get that gunk shut off without shields yeah huh yeah i think another addition i think honestly the sorceress cup that's just sort of uh, gives it a little bit more uh, a little more versatility, but it definitely doesn't like change the meta or anything. So if you're looking at the meta simplified, um, those additions are, I don't think they change it quite as much. I think the biggest one that changes, I think ferocious between ferocious and sinister are the two bigger changes, uh, just because sinister gets several dark types, which then affect the entire rest of the, the meta. Um, right. and then ferocious, you get flyers, which are, an interesting addition take that white list and throw it up in the air <laughs> yeah it's an i mean yeah because also umbreon's gone and umbreon was the the biggest um Influence. biggest thorn yeah it was the king um of ferocious so yeah that's an interesting those are some interesting uh refreshes uh we're running sinister here and i think i definitely have to look relook at my team for sinister um and make sure i'm actually happy without running into a a month-long tournament of just depression. Do you have so. Builder up? Uh, I can. You want to throw it up, and I'll let you see my team and tell me tell you what you think. Uh, sure. So, great league for Sinister. I have Honchcrow. Snarl, Brave Bird, Sky Attack. Uh, Sky Attack, Dark Pulse. Ooh. Okay. Bastiodon. Smackdown, Stone Age, Flamethrower. 
Ew, Iron Tail, gross. <laughs> What's next? Uh, Mar- Marowak, Alolan. Mar- Hex, Fires, Hex, Ground, Bone Club, Shadow Ball. All right. Machamp. Ooh, interesting. Counter, Cross Shop, rock, rock Slide. Yep. Two more. What's that? Two more. Uh, Gardevoir. Charm, Shadow Ball, Synchronoise. Mm-hmm. And last one. Which one am I missing? Polyrath. Polyrath. Mudshot, Dynamic Punch, Ice Punch. Uh, yep. Cool. All right. Uh, right team. Coverage A. Bulk C. Safety C. Consistency A. That's a good uh, reasonable Gengar. Um, or, uh, sorry. I'm seeing Battle Ram in the chat saying Gengar. This uh, is me not spending any dust. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I imagine you have all of this already uh, leveled up and everything. So that's, you know, go for it. Um, so the double fighting strat is to. The concept is with the team, I have Gardevoir, which brings the dark out, uh-huh. but I have Polyrath and Machamp. So double dark weakness with Marowak and Gardevoir, uh-huh. but double coverage in Gar- and, uh, Polyrath and Machamp. Uh-huh. With Bastiodon, I have coverage against the grass with Honchkrow for things like Shiftry. And the bugs, if anybody is really feeling spicy and wants to use some weird bug. Uh-huh. Um, and then Bastiodon beats down other would-be flyers and fire. Interesting. Um, isn't Gardevoir neutral to dark? It's, or is Fairy not super it's effective? neutral. Okay. Huh. Let's see. What's your biggest threats according to A. Raichu uh, with some close wins? Uh, Bastion outright beats it. Um, Gardevoir slightly beats it. Uh, or close win to get, goes to Gardevoir. Uh, Steelix, uh, another bunch of close wins. Nothing outright dominates you. Uh, other Gardevoir have some big wins, but you also get some. You have the tie there, and then Bastion beats it out uh, by a chunk, and Awok comes uh comes away with a bit of a win interesting yeah that seems like a pretty solid team threat score according to pv poke of 511 so that's pretty solid uh it is recommending some ground yeah but ground in this cup i'm afraid with all of the i i feel like i have it covered with polyrath mm-hmm I mean, I could six of one with half of a dozen of another at this point. Yeah. And anything else I change would require dust. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're running a budget team, I mean, I think that's the benefit of running the last meta is previous metas is that they don't change drastically and you can probably get away with spending minimal amount of dust uh, yeah. heading into the off season. So I think the only things I changed was Marowak to Hex and I had to power up for a little bit. Ah, uh, yep. Although Honchkrow is a pretty low level for Great League, so that yeah. shouldn't have been too bad. I think it was 20,000 for the power-up and then 50,000 for second move. Nice. 
Um, I'm going to double check to see, because I just took a picture of what my team was and see how happy I am. Uh, Awok, Steelix, Empoleon, Medicham, Polyrath, and Gardevoir. I feel like maybe I need to run a dark, but yeah, maybe I need What's to run What's your a dark. grass on your team? Do you have one? I don't have a grass. Do you Shifter's need a grass? Not bad. No. I mean, Azumarill's around, so I'll let you answer that. Within Sinister? I believe, maybe it wasn't Azu. Who was it? No, it's not uh, Azu. Let me see. Uh, I still have Sinister. Empoleon's around. Grass is have, neutral to it because I have of the em, steel. I have Empoleon up on my team. so uh, I'm just trying to think of the reason why I was thinking I needed grass. Mm. Uh, I guess not as much as you don't need it as much. No, not really. Electric would do pretty good, but again, there's a good amount of other things running around. Yeah. Yeah, I would be interested to run a a Raichu or a Raichu, but I think I looked we... at Mawile. I thought about Mawile. Yeah. I think yeah, I think Mawile did you run Mawile last time? No, I ran Steelix. Okay. Um, and then I think I think we talked on Friday about my team and running Hu, and I think it just didn't make sense. Hmm. Um, it just, uh, while as spammy as it is, it just doesn't, uh, it doesn't last well enough. So, and I think yeah. my team is already somewhat squishy. So, swapped that out. All right. So that's what we have to look forward to for August. The rest is of a August. revisit of a few of the cups. Yep. Uh, you want to talk about Ultra? Oh, well, auto zoomed. Good heavens, that zoom is insane. Um, <laughs> I heard you like the game. <laughs> yeah, has that been? Has that is that insane? How's that? How's that performance? So I, for for context, I haven't played. Uh, I haven't played any uh, ultra yet. I'm gonna play some on Friday. Um, so Jesse, you've played so, some some ultra league. I've played ultra league, but I've been playing from Mirror Cup, which means no legendaries or mythics. Right. AKA I'm the enjoying best the fact that there's no Giratina, and I can have fun with that. Yay. Um, So from that first wheel there, I think the ones I've seen the most has probably been Gyarados of that wheel. <laughs> no one should be surprised. Yep. I just had a community day. Uh, go ahead and scroll down a little bit. Okay. This On is... that second wheel, uh -huh. I've seen... A good amount of Charizard, a good amount of Obstagoon and Cresselia. I'm actually surprised to see as much Cresselia as I have, thinking people are doing both Cresselia for Great League and for Ultra. Is wait, is Cresselia Cresselia is not eligible within Premier Cup? Correct. Oh yeah, no, that may, maybe it was a different format then. Where was it that I saw that? Or did you run? I saw somebody else was like, I'm trying to run Premier League, and then I realized I'm running General. And that like might they, were, have been yeah, it. <laughs> they ran into a Steelix or whatever. And like Steelix isn't in Premier League and they realized but that they went into general. Definitely Charizard and Gyarados again in that wheel. Uh-huh. And then you want to scroll down to that third one? Yup. I got you. Definitely Lapras. Uh, Ferrothorn, not so much. Lapras. And Machamp, uh, yeah, I've seen a good. I've seen more Shadow Machamp than I've seen regular. Interesting. And again, every once in a while, I've seen the Goon. Of course. 
but this is a graphic more so i think for ultra league all in general all uh-huh. encompassing and uh this is from ghost stadium they recently just put it up on their twitter if you want to check it out it kind of gives you an idea of team comps cores and then what counters them and what's good against them if you can look at the key that's here on the map it shows you what's a win what's a close win even match a loss or a heavy loss but ultra league premiere has been really nice i'm really enjoying it because there's no legendaries so i don't feel like i have to spend oodles and caboodles of stardust Mm -hmm. it's just spend where i like it and stuff that i've had for a while uh currently my team that i'm running is snorlax charizard and cloister Uh, the reason for Cloister is I have a rank one. For Ultra? Yeah. Hmm. What I like to do is I'll drop the Icy Wind first. Yeah. And they'll either shield it or they won't. And uh-huh. I'll get the debuff. And then I'll turn around and drop Avalanche because most people will just assume you're using Icy Wind again. Huh. <laughs> it's so pleasing when it works. Nice. Um, Charizard is my shield baiter. Same with Snorlax, depending on what I'm feeling with for the lead. They spam their fast move. For Charizard, I'll build up to a Blast Burn, but I'll use Dragon Claw just to bait out a shield. If it's if it's a lead instance and I think they won't shield it, then I'll drop Blast Burn. But when it's an instance where they have to shield it or they might take super effective damage from a Fire-type move, I'll bait with a Dragon Claw. Usually I'll end up having to use shields for the Charizard, though, since it's so frail. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cloyster is usually a good swap-in because whenever people see, see me send Cloyster in... They swap into something else, and it gets locked there on icy wind. Yeah, yeah, and even um, if you don't get the uh, even if you don't get the win, you still get the debuffs. Yeah, and then Snorlax is lick body slam, and I'm actually keeping earthquake on it hmm. just because I don't see enough steel now that legendaries aren't allowed. Uh huh. So I I don't really use it, and body slam hits everything else. Yeah. I have seen a good amount of Gengar, so Earthquake has come in handy there. Huh. Uh, I'm looking for some sort of graphic for Premiere, and I don't see anything. I mean, PV Poke probably best. That's option. true. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through Twitter, and I'm not getting anything. So let me let me go check out PV Poke. Uh, let's see. Uh, I don't see anything. August tenth, so this was yesterday. Oh, here we go. Uh, eight ten battle analysis ultra premiere. Let me pop this over into this one. Uh, top performers: Lapras, Venusaur, Driftblim. Uh, your two variations of Machamp. Uh, Clefable. I Charizard. think you're seeing more Clefable than you are Togekiss, uh-huh. only because it doesn't have the flying weakness. Yeah, because it's just a straight fairy. Um, Charizard and then Caesar, which is mm-hmm. interesting. This will be an interesting, uh, interesting playing around with on Friday for sure. Um, I have seen a Driftblim. I have seen a Bomb of Snow. A Bomb of Snow, if you're not prepared for it, it uh-huh. just runs you over. That's gross. I don't think it's it has the same level of spam as Raichu. Oh, wait, really? Ugh. Mm-hmm. Heavens. Okay. 
Yeah, this will be a really interesting thing because I don't have anything powered up for Ultra. So Friday's going to be... I think the only reason you see Charizard and Machamp is literally to counter the ice types. Yeah. Yeah, that would make sense. Because um, you only see a little bit of steel so far, like on the top teams. Uh, you see Magnezone, but that's it. You don't see any other yeah. steel or anything. So, um, yeah, that beats out those ice types. Lapras, Driftblim, yeah, Magnezone, Shadow, solid team. Very expensive. Yeah, it can be. Does Driftblim? Driftblim probably maxes out around Ultra League, right? I think so. I, I imagine so. Um, that would be one I'd love to try and run, but I don't think I have anything. The candy ready. or the dust? <laughs> yeah, well, I I might have the dust for it. Um, I don't know if I have a good one for it. Um, Machamp, I think, is going to have to be a go-to for me. Um, I'd love to see if I've got a good Caesar. Um... And then I think Snorlax is probably going to be something. I think honestly, when Snorlax we... is a common one that's really great because it can do many things. Yeah, it's definitely. I'm definitely going to have to build. I'm going to have to build a, a team from the ground up, just like in Master Premiere. So, mm-hmm. yeah, Friday should be interesting. I do. I do want to try out Shadow or a uh, uh, Sharpedo for Shark Week, but I'll probably do only a set or two of that, and then probably call it quits because I. I know Sharpedo's not good, but I'm doing it because it's Shark Week, and I made the tweet for it. I made the tweet for it yesterday. I was like, "All right, it's Shark Week. Who's running Sharpedo and GBL?" And I got nothing. No, no engagement. I'm like, I, you know, I guess it's it's really not good. I, that doesn't surprise me, but it does make me sad. So I don't know. Jesse, would you recommend Sharpedo for? No. GBL? Okay. I didn't think so. Because it doesn't even have Snarl, right? It's a good question. I don't know what it runs. It's attack weighted. It's uh, It's, it's not even showing up in the league. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, rankings. Just, nope. Where is Sharpedo? Hello? Ultra. Great league. All Pokemon. Char. Nope. <laughs> Ultra League Premier Cup Sharpedo doesn't exist. Yikes! It's got Waterfall and Bite, Crunch, Poison Fang, Hydro Pump. Uh, huh? Yeah, those moves are not good for it. Uh, I'm gonna do a quick look up to see, um what Sharpedo maxes out at. Actually, I don't need Kalki open. I just need to go to Pokemon, find a big Sharpedo, and hit the button to level it up. Um, Yeah, that's not a great moveset. I mean, if it had Snarl, it would perform a lot better. Yeah. Um, I think it's just like a few of the other ones. It's just held back by its moves. Yeah. It's like Uber Glass Cannon, so... Uh, gotta hit the back button. Come on, the dumb like friendship level, and you're getting a gift moves over buttons, and I don't. <laughs> I hate that. I want my buttons to be available at all times. Sharpedo. If we power it up, it caps out at twenty one, around twenty one hundred. So, not great. That is also maxed out. 
So that's a lot of dust. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Do I actually? Uh, okay. I've got a couple days to change my mind. We might commit to the bit or we might not. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what, uh, we'll see what Friday, <laughs> we'll see what Friday holds. Uh, <laughs> if I feel like spending all that stardust on something that's going to be under great league anyway, or under a, uh, under a bit under ultra anyway. So, Alrighty, is that all of our meta stuff? Uh, Master League and Master Premier won't have changed all that much. Uh, we'll we come to that. We still haven't heard the thematic flying cup yet. That's true. That's true. We have not gotten any information on that. So we have this week, we'll have next week of the Unova event, and then we won't have, we don't have any idea as to what event is after that. Um, so the next episode might actually be right in the middle of whatever flying thing is happening. So we'll have to wait and see mm-hmm. um, because we really well, honestly don't know. So they said that the flying cup is going to be a part of an event, but they never said anything about what kind of event it is. So right. who knows? Uh, spin the wheel. Um, a community question from last week was, uh, what was your experience with GoFest 2020? Um, we got a response via Twitter. Uh, at Adolfo Wolf 93 said, I like the variety of shinies available, which is awesome. It was, uh, it, honestly, the spawns were, the spawns were pretty cool. Uh, the fact that a good, I don't know, I'm going to spit all this number, 70% or so of all of the spawns were shiny eligible, um, was, uh, was appreciated. So if you're out looking for shinies, you, uh, you probably got a couple of them at least. So, um, that was it as far as responses. I am happy that we gotten a response, one of the the first responses via Twitter. Um like the rest of this episode, we're going to spitball here a community question for the next week or this next this this episode. Um Jesse, you got any questions for any thoughts? I don't really want to ask about the 7K Dragon Week. I think that's already <laughs> happened. That's already happened. It's just we're just not going to get any responses again. I just don't think it's worth asking. Um, if you could get any Pokemon added to the game, what would it be? Any Pokemon added early? Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Any Pokemon or would there be any move? Hmm. Let's go with both. Why not both? Okay. If there was a a move that you wanted to add to the game immediately, what would it be? We need (laughs) (laughs) Will-O-Wisp. I honestly, we, we still haven't seen an adjustment to fire types. So... We really haven't. Besides, besides the overheat adjustment, like uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> yeah, we haven't seen any adjustment to fly or fires. So, um, yeah, I I really feel when when Sunny Cast Form is one of your best make performers. Question more generic: What would you like added to Pogo? Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, reasonable. Let's be reasonable. Yeah. If so, <laughs> one thing that comes to my mind immediately would be um, uh, breeding. I'd be interested to see what breeding would look like within Pokemon Go. Um, I think that's going to be one of the next year big things. I think because because you and you and I have had this conversation before, and I don't think we've had it on the podcast. As far as uh, I think the thought that you and I or the mechanic that you and I workshopped was something to the effect of particular gyms became uh breeding centers breeding centers basically where you could throw two pokemon together or something um and then you can get an egg from that 
um, which, you know, you get eggs from spinning stops anyway. If it were a particular gym, you threw, I don't know, a, a Pokemon together, or if maybe it's you and a friend throw two Pokemon in together in a gym and they're there long enough or something, um, then you might get an egg of the two of those Pokemon. Um, I mean, but- we've seen how the they recently added the ability to have uh, the promoted gifts, right? Yeah. There's no reason that you can't have, let's say, a Pelipper show up whenever you log in once a day with an egg from two Pokemon that you left off somewhere. Yeah. I think the question then becomes, like, how do you put two Pokemon somewhere? Um, I mean, they could just add another point of interest, like change a stop into this. That's true. It I would, still functions like a stop. Yeah, I would. Yeah, it, or it's like an alternate. So some there's there's gyms, there's stops, and then there's nurseries or something. Yeah, because you need to be able to put your two Pokemon. Like let let's say you could still feed your Pokemon, um, berries and stuff in a nursery, but you two put two Pokemon in per. That might be interesting. Now would that be something where it would be limited to just you, or would it be something that everyone sees? That would be, yeah, that would be interesting. I wonder, like, would there be another five Pokemon cap? Like, let's say, because realistically, within gyms, you without having two accounts, you can't, um, you can't put, uh, what's it called? You can't put two Pokemon within uh, a gym. You can't put two of your Pokemon in within, yeah. yeah. Um, so that would be interesting. Uh, Quirts in the chat says, I've always wanted them to expand the POI. Uh, point of interest instead of just gyms and stops. Um, another thing that I mean, you... for the longest time we wanted Pokemon centers. <laughs> yeah, for the longest time we wanted Pokemon centers. And the other idea was shops or something, or some way to exchange. Hey, I've got a, a way too many Nana berries that I don't care about. Rather than just trashing them, I could switch them out for I don't know some generic currency so that I could trade a hundred Nanabs for like ten Pokeballs. Yeah, or raspberries or something. Something you know, something pretty basic. Um, something outside of the gold, the pokey coins, um, as far as currency. Um, Joey's cool says, I think like a basket you put on a stop that might be interesting. Uh, the other thought I had was doing it similar to a rocket balloon or something, um, where you uh, like a balloon comes and you can like leave two Pokemon with it and then it flies off or whatever and comes back. But that's, I don't know, maybe that doesn't make sense because that would be random somehow. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the I think the sort of uh, additional questions that show up when you uh, talk about breeding are how do you, how does it determine IVs? Is it the egg IVs where it's a minimum of, of 10? Um, and then egg moves as far as what kind of weird pvp pve pokemon move sets could we get from egg moves because we just just opened the door for a whole lot of more tms yeah yeah a bunch of t well yes and no because it's because the it would i would assume it'd be like frustration on a shadow pokemon where if you have an egg move it has the egg move and if you tm off of it, it it cannot relearn it but then the question becomes of like what Pokemon can learn what moves via breeding. Um, Cause you know, maybe you see just like, but even the... then that further limits the, what's the word I'm thinking of evenness of the combative field. 
Yeah. Yeah, because it, so it's the egg moves add an additional additional sort of like weird limitation like mumbo jumbo stuff and then on top of that if a if egg moves also if anything that was bred also has the 10 10 10 minimum stats you then put another limitation on it now realistically you could still <laughs> trade it so, like what Chris is saying. <laughs> uh i thought they were going to do mossy rocks or snowy rocks really fun glaceon but lures wasn't a bad idea so much more death mechanics to Pokemon Go. It's definitely not happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the breeding mechanic within, like, the main series games is, is like, really, like, refreshing and, like, a meta game within itself. Like, you could spend hours on that stuff, especially if you want to get... Yeah. Yeah. If you're building an entire team, and especially if you want the right IV'd Pokemon, but also you want the shiny as well with the right nature and all of that stuff, like... That's some dedication that I just don't have. Um, yeah, it's just food for thought. I think, you know, for everyone out there listening on the Twitch channel and for our followers on Twitter and for those listening here on the podcast episode, question for next time is what would you like to see added to Pokemon Go? If you want to go into more detail on it, feel free to comment in full extent. Again, yeah, be so- reasonable. We're not going to get things like breeding would be nice i think it's something that they can foreseeably do yeah but there are certain things we would like to have in the game and then there's certain things that are feasibly possible in the game yeah uh quartz quartz i don't think nature will actually be in the game it's it's nature just like (laughs) yeah like like status effects it's one of those things that like there really has to be some weird like fudging of mechanics and stuff for for that to actually legitimately work. Um so I'm I'm just saying like uh within the main series games, like those are are, you know, parts of breeding, um additional things to look for. But I think within Pokemon Go and the way that the like real time real time turn based mechanics work in PvP, I I don't think it makes sense. So um, I kind of agree with what uh, Ferdinand's saying. Uh, next week's thing will be not related to Pokemon itself. Uh, it's going to be with uh, AR. Yes. Yeah, I think the, the... They've been pushing that hard. Yeah, the improvements... Uh, honestly, the improvements within... Um, Augmented reality. The snapshot, the ghost snapshot is awesome. And then the thought that we can have a uh, a third phone or something... Um, watching a battle in AR, um, would be amazing. So, <laughs> Battle Ram—that's something I've been wishing for since beta. Uh, an infinite super incubator as a reward for level fifty. Uh, so it's actual reward for reaching fifty. I, yeah, I mean, then you get into the really bizarre instances of. Our eggs, I mean, the conversation earlier of our eggs loot boxes, and if you have another free incubator, is that another loophole? That just another piece of evidence that they can be like, no, you don't have to pay. You don't don't have to pay money. They're not technically loot boxes. So, yeah. and, that conversation goes down a rabbit hole. Uh, statuses would be nice. Quartz, yeah, Quartz in the chat saying, uh, statuses would be nice. Maybe miss a few turns with paralyzed, lower damage with burn, etc. 
Uh, they need to fix current problems like desync first. Yeah, that's a problem that's been experienced here um, recently. So, um, and seeming to be more often with whatever update they put out within the last week or two. Um, yeah, AR PvP with an audience. I mean, it's it's like uh, the only example I can think of is is literally the the way that they do the um, I swear if you say Yu-Gi-Oh I will leave this I'm call. go ahead and do it now the way that they do like the holographic of like they put the monsters on the battlefield or whatever um is like without us having holographic projectors using a third phone as a camera within AR space um is like the closest thing to that and that would be amazing so um setting up and doing like being somebody that has run a tournament stream before um having that be a feature within game would be amazing that would be so cool to look at and and visualize and set up shots for and stuff so um that's like a uh i'm trying to figure out a way to phrase it um that would be like a god status like within this game if there was an ar uh viewable experience for pvp or even PVE as far as like grades and stuff, that would blow my mind. So, uh, remote trading, Battle Ram saying remote trading, that would be cool. Um, I was part of, I watched a stream with all the YouTubers, the Pogo YouTubers before GoFest started. Uh -huh. And they all flat out said it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. And if I think the people that are sponsored by the company say that, I think there's a pretty good chance it won't happen. Yeah. Yeah, I, the remote trading is a. I'd love to see. I th I think the sort of thing that we're waiting to see is Pokemon Go's interaction with Pokemon Home, um. But I yeah I don't know if the global trading is gonna. It, that it it kind of breaks one of the core principles of Pokemon Go, which is going out and meeting people and and being you know part of groups or whatever. So, just for lucky friends, yeah. I even then I don't know. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> Way to go with the question, uh, Jesse. I'm going to give you a virtual high five. Um, solid, solid question. Um, I would also love to see uh, Will-O-Wisp added to the game. That would be that'd be great. So, um, we need Will-O-Wisp, that hashtag. I, we haven't used that hashtag in a while. I think we need to do it again at some point here. So, um, I think that's it. Jesse, you got anything else? Anything crazy happening? Pokemon Go World? Um, I'm looking forward to Unova Week. I want to try and farm up some uh, Rog and Rollas. Yeah, that shiny looks amazing. You want to bring it up on stream for uh, those watching? Yeah, I think we talked about it last last week. We did. Two weeks ago. It's, it's the, yep. it's the it's crag my... from Nickelodeon. It's Yeah. It was in my uh, search Oof. history, so looks so nice. Looks so cool, like ice shards sticking out of it. So, um, it's a dark purple with blue spikes. Yeah, like a light blue turquoise ish. Nah, it's not turquoise. Diamonds. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Diamonds. Yeah, it's a it's a sweet looking shiny. So, um regular rock and roller is i mean regular regular rock and roll is also cool because it's got like the orange red crystals coming out of it but that shiny looks 
peak. Aggro crag. <laughs> is that a reference? I don't get that reference. I don't know. Alrighty. So you know the week coming next, and then I'm sure the next podcast will have some interesting stuff to talk about because we should be, in theory, we'll be in the middle of the flying event. Um, or we'll at least have some more information. Uh, where will we be? Will Silphorina be... We will have just a little bit left of Silphorina Season 2 uh, before we legitimately hit in the offseason. I, I don't know if I made mention last week, but um, we had... I, I had... We had Twitter confirmation from... Was it Drock, I think? From Silphorina? Uh, of... Um, uh, what did you post? Oh, somebody else. Oh, you liked. Okay, I see what's going on here. Um, <laughs> I saw people liked the like. Oh, cookie, cookie. Uh, okay, I get it. I saw people liked the tweet, and I was like really confused as to the context. So, um, where is? We have such an interesting Twitter feed. We have, yeah. I mean, I like to put gifts. Uh, apparently people don't like gifts because we don't get a whole lot of interactions on Twitter, but you know, whatever, whatever, uh, where is that tweet? Did I? Oh, I should check on that for you. Let's see if I get a pizza yet. (gasps) Oh yeah. See if that, uh, did that stop get approved? Cause that's been in, uh, that's been in voting for a while. Yeah. Uh, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? You've already passed it, if anything. Have I? I I don't know. I think you passed it a while ago. (laughs) So, yes, it is still in voting. Dang, dude. Uh, yeah, because that's Catacomb. I wouldn't worry about it. Uh, yeah, so we got we had confirmation that uh, Catacomb was going to be the last one, and then they added August Metas. Um, I'm not like, yep, here it is. Uh, is Catacomb the final monthly meta of season two? Uh, Drock responds, correct. Catacomb will be the last official cup of the current PvP season. Um, On June 29th. <laughs> yeah, that was my birthday. Um, I'm not like upset. I'm a little confused, if anything. But, you know, whatever, like what my rank's going to go up by like what, like maybe a hundred spaces if I have a winning tournament, which I probably won't positivity. Um, But I will be very happy with an off season of what were we speculating? Is it a month or two months? I think just a month. I'm not going to say anything at this point. Uh, They've not released the next season calendar. Um, I I assume they're going to there. They'll probably do a little bit more information uh, when they when we get the. Are we supposed to get worlds, the world champion tournament in August at some point? Soon, TM. Interesting. I wonder if we get that near the end of August because it's the best of four. So however, however, that tournament shapes out, I assume it's like I would be interested to see round robin where everyone plays each other. Um, but they might do it a single elimination, maybe a, maybe a round robin to get seeds and then double elimination tournament or something. So, 
Um, we've yet to see that. So maybe when we see the world world champion tournament, uh, we'll get a little bit more information onto self, uh, self arena season three. Excuse me. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Um, that was longer than I expected. I thought we were going to go around an hour, but we're an hour and a half. So thank you everyone. Yeah. Thank you everybody for checking it out. I just said the same thing you said. So now I feel like a butt. Uh, (laughs) I feel like a butt. Uh, check us out on Twitter at, battle underscore science jesse and i both run that so sometimes you'll see one of our names attached to tweets sometimes you won't so sometimes you'll just have to like flip a coin and see if you guys want to chat to us i think our dms are open please don't spam us but if you want to chat go for it uh we have a discord so that is linked i think to our twitter or linked on our twitter also linked in down below uh in uh it's linked in twitch and it's linked on every episode of the battle science podcast in the descriptions Currently, um, we have a cliffhanger cup unranked for fun yep. going, and tomorrow, as of this recording, hoping to start our sinister 2.0 cup for August. Yep. Um, and then we'll do. I have no idea what in the time in between. Um, maybe take a break. <laughs> maybe take a break. Yeah, I. Uh, we got to figure out battle science or the the uh one up cup v two. Uh. Bets on world champion. Uh, I'd like to say North American. Um, to be honest, I don't follow a whole lot of uber high-ranked PvP, so I couldn't tell you who won all of the speediest chief, I think, won North America. Um, yep. But that's all I remember. Um, I'd like to see speediest I mean, chief I'll, win. I'll go for the home champion and say speediest chief. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see North America take it, but um, honestly, like, I don't have stakes in it um and i'm not gonna put money down so uh you know whatever um twitter podbean or uh battlescience.podbean.com if you want to check out the podcast format um that is up uh it also puts it out on all the other platforms um if it if there are issues with uh apple podcasts or the apple podcast format and google podcast formats let me know there's some weird things happening in the podbean back end and i don't entirely know like we already connected those in the past um but at this point it's like hey reconnect them or whatever and i'm like i'm pretty sure they're still all connected um but podbean's being weird so i either need to further investigate or if there's problems let me know um uh we got youtube uh i'm putting the podcasts the video recordings are now up on youtube i don't think we have a nice pretty link that's you know youtube.com slash battle science i don't think we have the pretty link yet um but uh we are battle science on youtube so go check that out if you want to check the videos uh at some point i will get around to cutting together the couple of tournaments we've had and putting them up as one big, long, way too long video. Um, but there's like editing involved in figuring out which files and stuff um, are, you know, put together and all that stuff. So that's a fun, that's a fun probably weekend slash week adventure within Adobe Premiere. <laughs> Yay. And rendering. <sighs> Letting it render. Uh, I think that's it. Yep. Uh, and then if you want to email us, uh, 
my dog is barking. I don't know why. Uh, Battlescience.podcast at gmail.com. Um, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, we'll catch you guys out on the digital battlefield. I say um too many times. Uh-huh.